Welcome to Discover Joyous Love with Anita DeFrancesco as your host. This is a hybrid of topics under the subjects of mindfulness, sexuality, and relationships. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is episode 31, and today I have a guest, uh, Ambika Devi, who is the author of her latest book. It's called Cupid is a Bastard, and it is a just an, a delightful book with a lot of different things in here. So let me give you some background on my guest today on Discover Joyous Love. Ambika Devi is an international award-winning, best-selling author of six books. She's an astrologer, a wonderful astrologer. So you want to look her up. A meditation, uh, a meditation Jedi, and creative sexagenarian who stuffs her backpack with colored pens, a journal, a Kindle, a passport, and a deck of tarot cards. And this new book, Cupid is a Bastard, is just now being released. It is available on Amazon. And of course, we'll have all the details for you at the end of the show. And Ambika Devi is going to talk to us about uh, just about everything that <laughs> made this book so popular. Hello, Ambika. How are you? How are Hi, you? Welcome Anita. to the show. Welcome to my show. I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. Well, we've we've texted and we've communicated, but yeah, it's really a treat to see you. I think the last time we saw each other was in Mexico. Okay, right. That's where we met on one of those yoga uh, you know, journeys. And then we realized we're both born in Philadelphia. That's right. <laughs> it was a long time ago. And uh, being born in Philly uh, is a wonder. I know you're, you know, we're both around the planet, but you, you um, have your home now in Florida mm -hmm. and that's where you're based. But uh, I know you don't miss Philly or do you? <laughs> um, I guess there's aspects to Philadelphia that I miss. Um, you know, any big city has with it, uh, I'm just going to put this up. I just realized I forgot to put this up. That should help the sound. Um, any big city has so many more resources. And living where I live in kind of a tiny beach, uh, vacation, getaway, get out of town place, doesn't have the choices of restaurants and stores and people and communities to be involved with. So it's a lot different. That uh, I think is why I traveled so much in my life. But then the last two years, who's traveling? I, I see you have, but I haven't been yet. Right, right. It's, it's challenging. And I keep thinking, I keep visiting Florida that I want to move there, but I'm thinking just what you're thinking. It doesn't have all the resources, you know, that that kind of we are we're still involved in in our lives now that's you know? true and it is a it is a big change but you figure out ways to compensate through uh shipping things and uh you know right with right. with community though and and big organizations then i would have to travel to a big city like orlando or fort lauderdale or miami but I actually really like it. I grew up. I, I didn't grow up in Philadelphia. I lived there for a while when I went to university the first time, uh, which was art school. I went to Philadelphia College of Art, and that's now the University of the Arts. But uh, I grew up out in the country in Bucks County, and I was used to 
having more space, more quiet, darker at night, animals, wildlife, trees. Mm. So I like it where I am and we don't have an exit. I have to drive through another town to go to the mm. turnpike or the big artery, which is 95 going up the East Coast. And uh, I don't mind, you know, I've been here for a long time. I'm used to it. Right. Well, good, good. Well, I'm glad you're here today with me. Um, you know, this book, Cupid is a Bastard by Ambika Devi, it, it is just fabulous. I'd like to hear about it. Like, how did you come up with the idea, this title? You know, tell me something about the birth of the book. The book was born in the writers group that I am a member of that is hosted and created by the woman who's my editor, Rusty LaHaye. We met in 2018 just before we both embarked on a journey at Mind Valley University in Estonia in Eastern Europe. And we hit it off right away. We made a pact that we would meet up the first day of the lectures in the big hall. And we spent so many great hours adventuring in Estonia, discovering restaurants, meeting people, and talking about writing and speaking, which are two things that we went there to see how we could integrate them more into our personal work and communities. And she had the idea to start something online. I had just been going more virtual with my business as an astrologer for the previous two years. And so we were both interested also in that. How can we boost this? How can we get more virtual? And it was right on time with what's going on in the world now. And she wanted to start a writing community, a group online. And we grew quickly. Last year, uh, actually in the very, very beginning in, in 2020 was when we started the virtual stay treats and then soon after, we started doing monthly writer's lounges. So we get together every Saturday. I'm sorry, not every Saturday, one Saturday a month. Uh, we get together one Saturday a month for an afternoon and then bi-monthly, so six times a year for a weekend retreat. And it sounds like a lot of time, but maybe a little time if you think I wrote two books in two years there. Now wow. this book got started, we write from prompts. And when you write from prompts, you're using bits of other people's writing to inspire you. It could be a sentence, it could be a title, it could be a paragraph, it could be a poem. And one day in the very, very beginning, Rusty brought a prompt. It triggered me into writing what became the first page of the short story that's inside Cupid is a Bastard. And I gave that short story the title that day, Cupid is a Bastard. We were at a weekend stay treat. That's what we call them because we meet in Zoom virtually. And there was a guest speaker that weekend who was from the publishing industry. And I started to read my bit that I wrote during our 15 or 20 minute writing uh, break that we take after we have these prompts. And Rusty usually gives multiple prompts. I, we are still trying to figure out which one actually sparked mm -hmm. it, but I did name the short story that day. And then we had our guest speaker who was 
the person from the publishing industry, when I started to read, she burst out, wow, that's an amazing title. So when mm. I was done, I went and bought the URL, which is what I do when I'm branding things. So as soon as I know a title is hot, I'll buy the .com. And right. so that happened right in that moment. Well, I started working more on the short story in the coming months and decided, yes, I'm going to make it into a short story. It grew bigger than most short story contests would welcome or magazines would welcome. And so I started getting the idea of the book. And the concept is way outside the box because the writer's group has a lot of people that are working on memoirs. And that definitely inspired me. I was going through the processing of my mother dying, also being jilted from an internet dating experience. And mm. I brought humor, real feelings, uh, grief, pain, loss, love, all of these things into the idea of how could I make this into a book? Now, I've got a novel, which actually takes place in South Philadelphia, called Lilith. That was my first book. That, Lilith, I remember that book, yes. yeah. I've got a self-enrichment book called Unfolding Happiness. I've got a book of poetry that's a compilation between myself and Dominic Albanese, an amazing poet, called The Wizard and the Wrench. And then last, uh, two years ago, I wrote the Little Goddessy book that's across uh, comparison and mythologies, and that's also in Spanish. So I looked at all of my different books and I thought, well, what from them is unique? What do I want to carry into this? I love the personal stories in Unfolding Happiness and found that to be very healing for myself as well as the readers. They give me a lot of feedback about that because that book is an introduction to Ayurveda and meditation and Eastern cosmology. And then Lilith, which is so much uh, a weaving of fiction and reality, even though it's published as a fiction book, there's a lot of stories from my life in there. And so I use that. I always love having artwork. You know, I went to art school, so I like having artwork in my books. Right. And, Wonderful. Uh, and I'm a photographer. My dad taught me photography when I was six years old and taught me how to develop black and white photographs. So I've always been a fan, even if I shoot in color now, which I think we all do from our phones, right. I still love playing with black and white. So all of this went into the idea. I had a lot of poems from lovers. I had flash fiction from dreams because I always write my dreams. And in Lilith, I took dreams and morphed them into the characters' dreams. So I wanted to play with all this. And that's what went into this. As I look at it now, I think of it uh, I tell people, don't worry if you can't read it from cover to cover. It's like a magazine or something you would take to the toilet with you. Because <laughs> you can just <laughs> pop it open anywhere and you can read a bit. Actually, one of my friends uh, who, who got the first copy, uh, who's actually from Philly, uh, from Pennsylvania, um, she wrote a review of it and said, I love that I can just put it down, pick it back up, open it anywhere, and it works. It's intriguing, and it, it, I don't have to concern myself. The short story weaves in and out, and I broke it apart with all these other elements. So 
uh, the way I made it make sense is these icons. So, you know, okay, this is a poem. This is the short story continuing. I, I see that in there. It's very refreshing and clar clarifying to the reader because they can sort of feel like they're in it. They don't have to feel real obligated or attached, but then they can pick it back up like your other friend says. And um, I'm finding that it's like the kind of book you just want to take around with you. And, oh great! And, yeah, it's it's and it has recipes in it and poetry and the story. Oh right, yeah. And and the pictures and I see different people. I I feel the mom, the mother, the mother in here, the mother, the mother earth, the combination. Yeah, the it's mother. mother, mother of us all, our mothers, our nurturing, and our ability to find our way to self love. Because also, Anita, the top topic, the, the number one topic that I field and counsel people on is relationships and communication. And as a yogi, you know this, as a meditator, you know this, that it's relationship to self that really matters mm -hmm. and is the bottom line about how we are in the health of our other relationships. Also that our relationship to self reflects in these relationships and our ability to communicate. Well, for me, communicating with self is journaling and writing. Mm -hmm. So this was definitely me processing death, love. I've lost a lot of lovers. I mean, I say this on the back of the book, in the notes on the back of the book, is that a lot of my lovers have died. So, mm. You That's know, why Cupid's a bastard. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> and also the short story that prompted it was about being jilted by somebody. I had a hot little quick, fast burning romance via internet dating with who really turned out to not be at all what he showed me in the beginning. And I know a lot of you that experiment with internet dating, you, you fall into this, you know, you, it's not your fault. It's just the realm of communication of text. I can safely say is killing communication in relationships. Yes, it really is. We need to see each other, you know, even when we're just listening to a podcast, it's really great to at least see the pictures of the people that we're doing the talking, you know, look in their eyes so right. you can connect with them. It's, and, and that's why this topic of love is so important to you because of everything, this compilation of things here with the mother, the mother earth, the, the relationships in your life and another relationship, the relationship to time and space around us, you know, beside the relationship to our own feelings, the relationship to our heart, you know, and I'm the relationship uh, and love and relationship coach and a Tantra wisdom teacher. And this whole thing with relationship is not really about another human being, is it? No, it really isn't because truthfully, any relationship that comes into our life is a reflection of what's going on inside of us. Mm. So you sound like you could be teaching people about writing. I mean, you sound like you can have your own. How do you de handle writer's block? Did you tell me that or you didn't? Did we talk writer's no, we, block? No, we haven't talked about it. Yeah, I'd like Most... to hear that because I have writer's block. <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, with any artistic output, 
I feel that it's really, really important to be involved in a community. When I was in art school, we had that community in our studios and in the greater. We could go visit other studios that were in other mediums. We could talk, you know, I was a 3D artist. I did sculptural work and I worked primarily in ceramics doing portraits. Uh, portraits are a passion of mine, I think, because I'm really interested in other people and their beauty. Um, I don't know if you remember when we met, I used to walk around with a giant sketchbook and do a lot of drawing with colored pencils. I remember I've always got a journal. You were doing mm. that on the beach over there. Yep, exactly. And uh, so being involved in a community not just of the same type so if you're a painter it's great to be with painters but i encourage you to be with writers musicians dancers you know the if we look back at the artistic communities before the internet before television before all of this people got together in cafes you know great artists with writers with musicians poets all different forms of of creative expression and formed little communities that then formed opinions and and ways to communicate to the greater about their feelings of what's going on in the community what's going on in the government what's going on creatively and so that's super important to me and i do that even beyond my writers group you know also getting into other styles of creative output I've always been a visual artist, so I always draw and uh, make things in multi-dimensions. Well, it's been a long time since I've had a ceramic studio. I've moved back and forth across the country. I gave things away. I sold things. And I still love three dimensions. One, one thing I loved when I was little was Lego. And I got this idea... Uh, last year i wonder if i could do portraits out of lego and they do have systems where you can make pictures out of what they call dots these flat tiles that are shiny mm -hmm. and uh, they've got all kinds of systems with it but i wanted to do it my way like a fauvist multicolor maybe even using some of their printed tiles uh, kind of like easter eggs within the image and I just did complete my very first one. But before I got to that level, I thought, man, I better see if I can even get back into this. You know, it's been so long. And back when I played with it as a child, there weren't a lot of directions of how to do things. And I've seen the books of how to build Lego now, and they're pretty thick. So I thought, well, I'll start with some small ones. And I got uh, some little sculptures and then a bigger one. And I had at the time an article I needed to write that had a deadline and I was getting rejected every time I'd turn in the idea. And as a writer, that's kind of tough, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's like, well, you're on the right track, but this isn't it. So you rewrite it and you do it. And the deadline's getting closer and closer. This was for a magazine. And I, I, I just had to give up. I mean, I wasn't getting anywhere. It got rejected three times. And I had this larger sculpture to make of a baby Yoda. Uh, it sits behind me. Is that it behind you? Is yeah, that the and baby Yoda behind you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I thought, man, even though we're on a podcast, but I do, and you can see I uh, the big the big Hedwig owl too, and and a bonsai tree, all Lego. So you have to look for pictures on the web, everybody, uh, or other podcasts and vlogcasts I'm in because they're always behind me. So I had built this little baby Yoda, and I thought, well. I've got this kit for the larger one. Maybe it's time to just give up on writing and go do this. So I put on Netflix. I built the Baby Yoda sculpture in two days. And as soon as it was done, I stood up, walked over to my desk and finished the article and it got accepted. So I thought, whoa, (laughs) what just happened? I went totally into a different part of my brain. I allowed myself to let go of what I was trying to do. I enjoyed myself. I got super creative. And uh, then I wrote the article. So it made me really validate all these other artistic forms. Now, and that's how you keep it flowing. The creative. That's how I keep it flowing. I still, I still do. uh, uh, You won't put this part on the, on the podcast, but let me just grab this. Um, This is the self portrait. Ah, wonderful. That is very creative, huh? You it looks can like see a... it's got it's on a flat um Lego. Yes, map. right. Yeah. It is interesting. So you're utilizing all the parts of your brain, the dormant parts of the brain to open up to all your creative channels. And this is what brings you to these these different uh, elements of your your it brings out your talent more uh, and a new talent like this. And dance, you know, dancing. I noticed Anita when my mother was going to the end of her life. And then after she died, I didn't dance. Mm I, I even, I, I listened to only classical music. I, you know, I, I definitely went through a heavy grieving period. And I've also noticed, uh, the more I play with color, you know, and color drawing and Lego sculpturing and beadwork. I like to make stone jewelry also. Wow, and, very uh, I, I just noticed that, wow, uh, this really helps to boost all the creativity. And then Rusty, I love Rusty. And uh, she, her motto is trust your first draft. And my motto is trust your initial thought because the other day I, I, I spoke to writers uh, this past weekend. I was actually a guest speaker for a writing group and they were asking me in the Q&A after I spoke about creativity and keeping it flowing and going. One of the three tools these are my top tools that i give to people is always have a way to capture you know Mm. if you think you need to type at your computer what about your journal what about your phone and there's a an app that i use called otter otter otter.ai and it will take dictation and write it down for you it's a great way to get transcripts uh for you i'm not getting paid by otter um (laughs) So this I is just, the advice for the budding writers that you're Yeah, having. this is this is this for is everybody. Top advice. Uh, we are listening, you are listening to Discover Joyous Love. I'm your host, Anita DeFrancesco, and I have the most interesting creative artist, author of Cupid is a Bastard, Ambika Davy with us today, who is multi-talented, and she is just you'll have she has six books. She's um 
She is an award-winning author, and uh, let's continue with the conversation, Ambika. Okay, so one of my top tools is always have something to capture your thoughts. And as a side note, just let it. Just let it go. Don't judge it. Don't ask yourself. The other day, I did a big grocery run, and I was headed home, and I got this idea. I thought, where is this coming from? And I picked up my phone, turned on the app so it would start recording me. And I just dictated an idea. And afterwards, I thought about it. I thought, where did that come from? You know, where am I using it? And I was in a writing stay treat that weekend. I got prompted to start a little piece of flash fiction or story and don't you know that bit that i dictated the day before fit right in and when i did it i had no idea it was going in it went later after what i had written more in the morning so that just totally floored me it showed me please don't judge your ideas just put them down look nobody has to see them unless you want them to and if you right. really don't like it, you can tear it up, recycle it, or burn it, right? So being so, the good good note taker of things, because you can go back to that and something else can grow from, from those initial, like you said, your initial thoughts. The other thing is don't judge your writing. If you looked in some of our journals from my writing group, when we're first writing, and we like to write with pen first on our retreat weekends, we just feel that there's a lot of honesty that comes out of your hand into a pen. So that's my process is I write in my journal, then I read it. I might riff while I'm reading it. So I'm recording it while I'm reading it. It's transcribing. Then I put it in a word processor. Then I begin the rewriting. I think a lot of people are reluctant rewriters as well. And they want to get it correct the first time. Let that go. That will just hang you up and hinder you. So are you teaching classes in their writing? It sounds like you uh, you, you could be doing this or are I you? coach privately. It is something I've been coaching for years. I have writers that buy a year or a single session. There's different packages they can have. Um, that's available on ambicascoaching.com right now. And uh, on ambicadavy.com, you can book a session right, right away, discovery call, or just go ahead and dive into an hour or an hour and a half session with me. If you've got a book you've started or you've got a manuscript and you want some creative feedback, uh, it really is important to have more than one editor when you do get a manu manuscript to the finished level. So I always work with a grouping of editors plus myself as an editor and then a uh, layout artist. And I am the publisher now. I used to be with a publisher, but I started my own label. So yours is what? Myth Mythologem Press? Mythologem Press. Press. Yes. So this is your own uh, publishing company. That is correct. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's a beautiful name. So I also coach, I coach 
Thank you. I I coach writers um to I coach writers to make decisions of you know do you want to do a hybrid deal with a bigger house do you want to go with a smaller cottage industry company do you want to create your own label do you want to just test the waters with an ebook that's always the best way to start the nice thing about ebooks is you can update and change manuscripts quite easily without having to redo and create a whole new version whereas in print uh, then you'd have to do a next edition so there are a lot of things i help writers with and i'm happy to talk to writing groups to answer their questions because it depends at the level you're at you know what i can help you with i've been in the publishing industry for a long time as a writer mm. of magazines mm. newspapers i was in tv and radio so there's a lot i've learned over the years and i was also in the music industry and i went from analog recording to digital and when that happened beyond cds when we went to mp3s warehouses of cds were tossed into the garbage so i've seen and learned a lot about what happens as we become more and more digital and that gives me even more to help new authors with as far as how, uh, what kinds of decisions to make as to what to do i mean maybe the best bet for what you're working on is putting it in a magazine or pitching it to a contest so I help authors with that, as well as giving them creative input and feedback, and then working with them to help them find the right copy and line editor, because that's a completely different breed. So I'm a creative editor, and then I help them connect with copy editors and then lay out. So I have a team that works for me. Right. What, what I just wanted to comment on, the Cupid is a Bastard book that uh, Ambika Devi is the author of this new book, which can be found on Amazon and many other uh, mediums there. Um, I, I particularly like a uh, recipe called baked pears stuffed with figs. Ah, that is one for the springtime. Yeah. So that I, you have a, a nice uh, blend of recipes back here. So for people who are really into cooking and want to try some real healthy stuff, this mm, is also. Uh, oh, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's also um, you know a, a delight and and it feels very refreshing because each and every page is something. It's just healthy, but fun, fun, fun stuff though. Awesome! I hope you'll try some of the recipes. Uh, I always loved the book, like Water for Chocolate. Did you read that, Anita? I did see that. Yeah, it's in, it's in there, right? I just saw it right now. Um, no, like like Water for Chocolate is a book, uh, and it no, was also no. made into a movie. And in that book, the author put a different recipe at the head of every chapter. I've always loved that. And yeah, well, even when that... they made the movie, they brought some of it into it. And when we were editing the book, Rusty uh, said, have you thought of putting any of your amazing chocolate recipes in here? And I thought, wow, why not? Because I do have a lot of really healthy, keto-friendly recipes and uh, gluten-free recipes that are yummy and luscious and kind of sexy like the pear recipe so i did decide to and then i thought you know what i have these 
aromatherapy recipes from back when I taught oh, yes. holistic health. I taught aromatherapy before anyone even knew what it was. I taught it at the university level. And I decided to bring those out of the vault and add those aromatherapy recipes in there. It just didn't seem fair to keep them locked up anymore. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm looking at the Cupid's arrow one. That's one I'll have to try. I love it. The aromatherapy. And then the tea, because in Lilith, I talk about how tea is the union of, of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And I like to bring that into everything. That's also the theory uh, and the infrastructure of my master's thesis. And uh, so the tea recipes, I wanted to put in there because I was experimenting with different lotus flowers. And then the Ashoka is also from Ayurveda, which is part of my second book. Um, uh, the chill the flower out is the most amazing tea recipe. Mm. I hope people can try it because it uses all three colors of lotus, the blue, the white, and the pink, the Ashoka bark, and uh, rose and jasmine. It's just an amazing chill out. I've tested it on people who were stressed and they really, really feel it. Just, ah, so we this all book, need a lot of that. <laughs> this book is for anyone and it makes a perfect gift, I think. Oh, thank you. It's, it's a perfect gift for, you know, we already had Valentine's Day, but beside Valentine's Day, this is a real nice gift for like a woman's shower. Mm -hmm. like wedding showers and bridal showers and things. Or just that a age. friend gift, you know? Yes, a friend gift. But it's it's even a book for, for men. It's Oh, it is. I get a yeah. lot of incredible feedback from guys on this book. Um, It's, you know, look, we belong to one or the other, or maybe we're, we're fluid. But the, the bottom line of this book is back to what we talked about in the beginning of our conversation today is loving self and realizing that everything is reflected because of right. what we're we're conjuring up inside ourselves mm -hmm. in our minds in our hearts and with the situation as we grow look i'm in my 60s you mentioned it earlier i'm a sexagenarian you know i i feel looking at all these decades of life that there's still room, a lot more room, Anita, for everybody to love themselves more and to love each mm. other more. Oh, wow. We, we're on the road. Um, before we wrap it up, I, I want to know what's next for you? Right now mm -hmm. you're involved in this. What's next for Ambika Devi here? Well, what, I, what I'm doing now is a lot of uh, video and audio editing because towards the end of a book, when you're in those final stretches, that's it. That gets all your attention. Or for me, okay. that's what happened. So I compiled a lot that needs some editing. I've got courses I'm finishing up that are video courses. I've got uh, a lot of audio for my podcast, which mm. is Meditate with Ambika. And mm. uh, I've got I've got two more books already started. So uh, one of them is a compilation of curriculum that is for uh, holistic healing and harmony 
but not just of internal. It's definitely emotional and energetic. And part of uh, a lot of how I teach people how to center, how to ground, how to shield themselves, how to project positive energy. And this will be either a sister book to Unfolding Happiness or uh, it might be a rewrite of that book. I'm of, not the, sure. of, the, of the Cupid is a Bastard, yeah? No, no, the, of the, the Unfolding Happiness. Unfolding yeah, Happiness. I, likely likely it will be, oh, you'd like that one because that's a sister yoga book. Um, uh, because it's Ayurveda and meditation. Okay. Um, but uh, probably this will be a, a next level book to that okay. one. And so, then and, I and also, I started a YA, a young audience story uh, to empower young women, which is fiction. So we'll see. I mean, I was working on those when Cupid is a Bastard started. And then I was like, uh, -uh those are going on the back burner. I'm finishing this book first. So who knows what comes next? <laughs> and so we can't, we can't forget that you are a astrologer. Oh, you can read the future. So that keep in mind, my audience, that Ambika Devi here is doing readings online and wherever she can be found around the planet. But she's a wonderful uh, interpreter of all of that, uh, you know, what we love to hear, what's going to happen in our future or what's going on around our love life or whatever. Mm. And um, you're wonderful at that. I do remember that from Mexico. But, oh, right. Um, That's right. Yeah, I was giving astrological readings back yes, then yes, with my yes. laptop. Well, I remember. You've been doing it a long time. So oh, yeah. I mean, I've been doing it for 45 years. Uh and I have a college degree in it. Uh, but if, what I want everybody to understand, anything in the future is not necessarily completely faded. It's potential. I think that's where people get a little bit confused with divination. And so you might want something and it might be weaker in your chart. It's my job as your astrologer to help guide you to gain the most out of it, to get the furthest with it that you possibly can, and to help you over speed bumps and with timing and location. So yes, definitely. Mm. All right. So I um, want, I'm going to wrap this up and I want you to, uh, before we wrap it up, is where can my listeners find, you're listening to Discover Joy's Love. I'm your host, Anita DeFrancesco. And my very talented, interesting, very creative guest today is Ambika Devi, the author of Cupid is a Bastard, which this book is available, of course, on Amazon and anywhere else you can find it. Just pick up a copy. It's a wonderful gift. It's wonderful to just, uh, you know, read, you know, before dinner, after dinner, or just relaxing with a cup of tea with one of her tea recipes in there. So Ambika, tell my listeners where they can find the books and how can the listeners contact you? The best way to contact me is on my website, and that's ambikadevi.com, and I'll spell it for you. A-M-B-I-K-A-D-E-V-I.com. 
ambukadevi.com. There you can message me. You can set up a discovery call. You can read about my books and click through to go get yourself one. I would love to hear from you. And I encourage you to join my mailing list while you're there because you'll automatically receive a free gift of a proprietary guided meditation that's not on my podcast that will help lift up your self-esteem. I just feel like that's something we all need. And that was inspired by Cupid is a Bastard because I really realized that as I was going through all of the different topics that as recovery, the best thing is to lift up our self-esteem. And uh, on social media, you can find me at ambukadevi1008 on Instagram and on Facebook, uh, ambukadevi on most of the others like YouTube and LinkedIn and my link tree is linktree slash ambukadevi. So again, it's A-M-B-I-K-A-D-E-V-I.com. Well, I want to thank you, Ambika Davy, for coming on to my show as a guest. This has really been a wonderful time, a wonderful afternoon, spending a tea time with you with one of your recipes in the book. And um, we also have to get with the aromatherapy. So I'm going to have to try one of those. I want to thank my audience for listening. You've been listening to Discover Joyous Love, discoverjoyouslove.com. And you can find this podcast. It'll be available on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google, Apple, Amazon Music. And it also will be on my YouTube page, which is tantrawisdom.com. So um, I'm going to thank you all and take care. Mm-hmm.